You are now listening to the NerdWords Podcast, brought to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. If you know your party's extension, please dial it now. Press 1 for customer service. Press 2 for podcasts. Press 3 to check on an order. Press 4 to eat at Manhattan. Hello, everybody. Wow, you didn't have to slap like that. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the very first brand new episode of the Nerd Words Podcast. Something done in an impromptu manner. I'm Nathan. Oh, my turn? Yeah. Hi, I'm Rachel. <laughs> Are you not used to doing it from the other end? I've, I've never uh, done been on a podcast before, apparently. Well, this is Apparently. bullshit. I don't approve. Why am I? Why am I on the podcast? Well, because you're the person in my house, true, and, and I'm I'm the person in your house, and so, um, you know, we sat down and we were like, "Hey, do we record a playing hooky or what?" But we don't really have like a theme, and kind of in the classic sense of nerd words, there really isn't necessarily a traditionally thought of theme um, to this episode. It's just kind of like a new start, a relaunch, a reimagining uh return to the roots um so nerd words started way back like four or five years ago and it was kind of like an individual project and just kind of a way to talk about nerdy stuff and so why did you start nerd words i started it because i always wanted a podcast Mm -hmm. uh, but i didn't know what to talk about and i was like i'm nerdy and i have words so when did you start it though I think 20, I want to say 2015. I started when I was in broadcasting school mm. and uh, it actually started off as a different idea. Mm-hmm. One that um, kind of failed to launch and failed to execute because it required a great deal of research and it required, it didn't require, but it had like I had a partner mm-hmm. and they weren't really devoted to doing any level of research. This was someone you went to school with? Yeah, somebody I went to school with, and it was originally supposed to be like a podcast about the the weird and paranormal. Mm. I can't remember what the name of it was at the time, but anyways, that didn't really take off because we just weren't dedicated to that level of research. And then I transitioned to, you know, talking about like nerdy stuff. And like most podcasts um, that... uh, you know, end up being mildly entertaining. There wasn't really a focus per se. Um, just talk about stuff that I like and stuff that I enjoyed. However, the podcast evolved rapidly and I had a co-host mm-hmm. and now that co-host and I are, have separated. And so now it's back to sort of circling the the ether like what is it what is it going to be so i figured for my my first uh my first episode alone okay i would invite rachel yeah my companion to be on it with me so we could just chew the fat shoot the shit and podcast because it's kind of like the first podcast uh we've recorded since we've we've definitely figured out where we're going and where we're going to end up so So when you call me your companion it reminded me of a conversation i had with our roommate last night who was telling me all about doctor who Uh speaking of nerdy things and (laughs) all of the different companions and it was kind of like when you when you talk with any any dorky person will appreciate this when someone asks you a question about the thing that you love the most Mm -hmm. you kind of tell them everything about it in one giant long run-on sentence. And so I got to learn about all of the Doctor Who companions and how 
the David Tennant doctor had two companions who were married and there was a companion who had a, a robot dog. And then there's like now with the new doctor, there's three companions. And um, anyway, I learned a lot. And this was all brought on because I invited her to watch my favorite episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, The Inner Light. And she she complied and seemed to enjoy it. Uh, so that was fun. Anyway, n- not important. But I am your companion. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> you're it's, the, you're the doctor to my companion. And it's a good episode of Star Trek too, by the way. You um, fell asleep during it. Well, I fell asleep because uh, not because I didn't enjoy it or because it was boring, mm. but because I had consumed a massive quantity of. Of <laughs> Mexican food. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're we're kind of like, uh, for people that don't know or people that haven't listened before, um, you know, we live in Indianapolis and we're transitioning um, to Chicago and we've kind of, you know, stuff is moving very quickly now. Mm-hmm. And so I think with all the stress of, of that move and anybody that's ever moved, you know, across states or, mm-hmm. you know, just moved across town mm-hmm. knows there's a great deal of stress with that. And yesterday it kind of like bubbled to a head. Yeah. There was just like a lot that happened. And I think both of us kind of hit our like breaking point. And at, at towards the end of the day, it, I was the one who just like initiated the loud noises <laughs> and I wasn't mad at Nate or anyone. I was just like, I just kind of like exploded with emotion and I was just like, I can't, I'm done. I'm over today. I'm not doing it anymore. And that doesn't happen to me like a lot, but when it does, it's usually like, uh, violent. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, like not violent, but just like, you know, like a, like an eruption. Like when someone puts a mint, Oh Jesus Christ, you almost did it. <laughs> I told that you. That is why I moved all of my shit. <laughs> did you notice you. that I've just, I just, hey. so, I, I got you. I'm putting the lid right back on. Oh my on, God. Right back on. Oh. Yeah. I, I, and I said it, I said it earlier. It's like I, I predicted what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we're drinking coffee, iced coffee, because we went out and got iced coffee because we're so cool. And uh, uh, our iced coffee place that's near here, they, they offer paper straws, which are fucking great. I love paper straws. But, anyways, it's a lot like drinking coffee out of paper. So it tastes <laughs> like paper. Um, so I removed the lid. And also, I'm the clumsiest human being alive. Yeah. And I was like, I like to live dangerously on the edge. And I almost did. I almost spilled a cup of coffee on a very expensive set of computers. Yeah. And that would have been not good. See, I'm just, the, I'm the clumsiest. So yeah, I'm just you are. I knew it was, here. I knew that it was going to happen because I just had to replace an expensive part of my computer yeah. and I like we'll went to, and retrieved yeah. it. We'll, we'll get to all that in a, <laughs> in a, a few, but uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't remember. I just, uh, oh yeah. So moving is hard. Rage. Rage. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think the, the last time that I experienced and felt that type of rage was when we were doing another move when we moved into this place yeah. together and like the first day the toilet clogged <laughs> and yeah. we had to go out and buy a snake to like snake it ourselves. Like we just moved in. I had a boom, boom, back to back, boom, booms. <laughs> Nate had a boom, boom. And then the toilet clogged. And you know, like when you're living, when you go to a new toilet you're unfamiliar with. It yeah, has, you they all, kinda... you know, they, they're like babies. They all mm-hmm. have personalities and you got to get to know them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, this toilet had a, a new personality. And so long story short, I, at one point in the cold winter of February, couldn't go outside and hop a squat because it was like minus whatever. So I ended up peeing in our bathtub because, <laughs> 
because this did you forget about that no i didn't forget about it i just didn't know if you were gonna yeah mention it. i ended up like having to squat and pee in our bathtub because like i couldn't go outside yeah. to pee yeah. and i definitely wasn't gonna pee in that nasty ass toilet that yeah. we had like almost well, overflowed so the problem with the toilet was it's got a very shallow boom boom trough yeah i just figured i would put that out into the ether shallow boom boom trough yeah that shallow boom boom trough but you know first world problems right but still like we had ju- we were moving in boxes and we didn't have anything unpacked and it was cold in the house because the heat had been turned down and it was just it was a stressful day and it was winter um, and because apparently Nate and I like to relocate during like inclement situations and uh, yeah and like at one point in the day <laughs> I think when we were like trying to just like go buy a toilet snake which neither of us knew anything about or how to use I was just like in lows and I was like I'm over the day like I do not have any more fucks to give like I don't care like I don't care what happens I'm just gonna go lay down on the sidewalk and slowly die I I think that was the last time it happened so moving stressful and I think if someone like there have been a lot of things that I've done in life where I knew before I undertook the thing it was going to be challenging and I knew that moving was going to be hard especially in like the current worldwide situation mm-hmm. with the pandemic. And we'd had some friends that had bought a house recently and had to move during all of this. And like, I knew it was going to be hard, but I don't think I appreciated how like much stress was going to be alongside this. Like while I'm working full time, while you're doing like your work, your creative work, and having to like pick up our whole lives and lift and shift them to a whole other state. Yeah. And it's like if you don't live in the states or you've never moved state to state, it's not like as hard, certainly not as hard as moving to another country. I mean, like it, it's not even comparable, but like there are a lot of things that you need to like, you know, you need to yeah. register your car, get a new driver's license, you know, like, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's, there's just like a lot of things to do on the checklist. And right. like, our new landlord kind of we didn't realize this when we started interacting with them place is great landlord's great but she's a bit of a luddite and so (laughs) like things that i would have suspected would be easier extra hard because apparently apps are not a thing that she likes using yeah uh, which is surprising to me because she seems like a relatively young person uh yeah i don't don't know if it's like something to do with you know um how they have their banking set up or whatever but um, also, it's kind of embarrassing to even say this, but when I heard we had to write and mail checks to our new landlord, mm-hmm. I, I like lost my shit. I was like, what? How is that a thing? Like, yeah. who even has checks? Yeah. So now we have to go get paper yeah. to transmit them money that yeah. already exists virtually. Yeah. Where we could just use an app to send it, but they, but they don't. That's not a thing that they yeah. do. It was so, completely yeah, was, unexpected, because especially since our current situation where our landlords are like well into their 60s and only let me pay rent via venmo so i was like really shocked i don't even pay i don't even pay my doctor with a with a check yeah i pay i pay my doctor with an app yeah so yeah it's very shocking to me but yeah it is what it is it is what it is yeah anyway like what was the point of this podcast for just us to i mean what was what was ever the point of this podcast that's a question for you because it's your podcast well so i think we just wanted to to chat and kind of um you know uh expel 
Mm. Um, you know, this is the first podcast I've had since our little previous situation that um, I'm sort of vaguely skating around. Do um, you want to talk about that in any more detail? Yeah, I don't want to get into it, but basically, you know, um, a lot of people might be wondering like, hey, where's where's Bob? And, um, you know, why aren't you on 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade? And et cetera. Mm-hmm. And these are all valid questions. And I don't, I don't want to get into it too much, but um, basically there has been a separation. Okay. Um, I feel like, um, you know, Bob and I have had a relationship for a very long time. Our uh, perspectives on things have diverged mm-hmm. and it seemed like a fairly simple process to say, Hey, you know what? Um, you know, you've been working really hard on this podcast. Um, so why don't you just go ahead and take it mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll do my own thing. And, uh, I'll, I'll kind of like let you have that one. And, uh, you know, they have a whole new website. They're going to continue to produce podcasts and put them up on the internet and more power to them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hope, uh, Bob has a great deal of success, but I just felt like at this point, our opinions about things beyond the superficial, sure. Our opinions will probably remain the same about a lot of books Mm -hmm. and that's cool, but our opinions about other things, our perspective about things, and just um, kind of our place in the community. I feel like we have different perspectives on. And because of that, I decided that it was uh, better to leave and kind of focus on my own things and let Bob focus on that because that's what he's really passionate about. And, uh, you know, I'm still just as passionate about the game of Vampire the Masquerade. You're literally wearing a Vampire the Masquerade t-shirt right now. (laughs) Uh, I I am literally wearing a Vampire the Masquerade t-shirt right now. And, you know, I, I am not any less passionate about the game or the community. I just think that we have different perspectives on what our our roles are in the community and how those roles should be fulfilled. And uh, I just feel like I I was personally at a point where I I was at an impasse. Yeah. And so, you know, I've relinquished that. Um, You know, all the old podcasts are still going to be on our website, but you probably... Um, I, I don't know if you'll be able to find them on like iTunes or whatever, but if you want to listen to those, there's 170 of them, you know, feel free, come to this website, utilitymuffinlabs.com, blah, yeah. blah, blah, and, and listen to those. I think it was a really good run. It was like three and a half years. And now I just want to do something a little bit different and I don't really have the energy or the wherewithal to continue to read through each and every book and offer a review. I don't feel like... I don't feel like it is any longer a fresh model. Um, I don't feel like it's a creative way of doing things. And also, you know, it's just, it is what it is. You know, it's just our, our relationship has separated Mm -hmm. and that's it. You know, I'm going to continue to do stuff. Obviously I'm here producing these nerd words podcasts again. I don't know what they're going to be. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know what this is going to evolve into. But uh, I don't know that it necessarily has to. If people listen and they find that our words, you know, my words and whoever comes on this podcast's words are entertaining, I think, you know, great. If they don't find them entertaining, maybe it's just a journal, you know, (laughs) (laughs) know, that's the truth of it. Maybe it's just 
just a personal journal that nobody listens to. But the truth is, like, I never started this because I really cared if a lot of people listened. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to podcast. I just wanted to get on and talk and exercise my muscle to do editing and and conversing. But I don't see why I should stop. Yeah. It it was something that I couldn't come to terms with at the time. Didn't really have any fresh ideas. But now I'm kind of looking at it at a different perspective. Like, yeah. I'm open personally to, you know, if people listen and people have ideas, people have things that they say, hey, maybe cover this or talk about this. Awesome. Let me know. I'm also very open to having people come on and have conversations with them, Mm -hmm. you know, to get input from other people, smart people, people who like gaming, stupid people who like gaming. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Just, uh, you know, fun entertainment. And that's that's it. That's the large and small of it. Okay. Um, Having said that. You know, uh, we kind of like we're getting into our move. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to start the story or should I? <laughs> oh, I could start the story, I guess. Um, so, uh, you know, we're moving and um, we're, we're renters and we want to eventually like own a home, but it's just not financially possible. So we're looking for another place to rent in the Chicagoland area. Um, and it has been really, it was really hard to find a place because, uh, and we even had a realtor helping us and that was kind of clutch because, you know, we live, we do live a dis a good size drive. Like yeah. you can't drive there and back in one day comfortably and really accomplish anything. So if you drive up there, it's best to stay yeah. overnight from how far away we live. Um, and it would have just been a lot harder if we didn't have a realtor helping us. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, and But anyway, she told us that what our situation and our experience, she's never really encountered before. But basically what happened was, was because of the pandemic, um, nobody moved in or around Chicago for like three months, which makes sense because everybody's really, really scared. And Illinois, specifically Chicago, took the pandemic and is still taking the pandemic very seriously because it's a highly, you know, very densely populated area. Um, and there were, you know, there are quite a few cases still, but there was, you know, I'd say in the Midwest, it's like the the most cases, right? But maybe outside of like Detroit, which I think was also pretty bad. Right. A pretty hard hit. So Chicago is taking it very seriously, even still. Um, so nobody was moving. And then in June, when basically Chicago started to flatten its curve and they started moving into another phase of reopening and people started to become more comfortable with like, okay, well, this is the way life is now. We need to just kind of, you know, get out and live our lives and wear masks and do our thing. Everybody who would have been looking for housing in the spring all at the same time started looking for housing, which subsequently was when we were moving up there. And so at least in the, I think the home selling situation was a little different, but for the rental situation, that that was what was going on. So despite the fact that like Nate and I are on paper pretty pretty solid adults with pretty good numbers behind our names, we were competing with tons of people for every apartment, uh, condo, um, house that we looked yeah. at. It was, it was, I've never encountered this situation before where I had to go look for a place and I was competing against other renters and I was having to bid and up the ante, <laughs> right. like where, where the rent was going up or I was right. going to have to sign a two year lease or I was going to have to, you know, feel like where, you're on eBay trying yeah, to get Yeah. I've apartment. never had to compete like this against other renters. And yeah. I don't know, maybe that's because of 
living in the Midwest. I don't know, but yeah. it was definitely not normal to me. And I'd not heard of any other. And our, our realtor was like, yeah, I've never seen this yeah. before. And she's like, you guys have a great application. But long story short, we ended up getting rejected from three places because there were, we were competing yeah. with so many people. And then even when we we went back and did a second round of sort of searching our first option, they came back to us and they said, okay, great. We like everything, but we want to do a two-year lease. And, yeah. and even yeah. though that was not what was advertised right. or what we had applied for. And, you know, the so thing- So it, it's been stressful yeah. to find a place. I, I, we, we should have probably um, anticipated that because I, I remember, you know, we just was like kind of just like sat down looking at places online on like, you know, the different websites that offer rentals. And like we would see a place and then two days later it would be gone. Right. And we just, I guess maybe, I don't know what you were thinking. I'm not in your head, but like for me, I was just like, oh, oh whatever. Maybe it's just, you know, they took it down or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was so competitive. No, me either. So we go up the first time mm-hmm. and we, we go, you know, it, we're doing this very quickly um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but the main reason is because of a, a transfer of employment. Yeah. Um, you know, Rachel got a new job. She left her old place of work. And we, it was very important for us to be close to family. Well, so, that was that was the whole reason yeah. why I was looking for a new job in the right. area because we really wanted to be close to Nathan's family. Yeah. That was really important. And at the time, it was like an added bonus that you would be up there and be able to do more podcasts <laughs> yeah. more often. Uh, yeah. uh, that was like, oh, okay, well... Anyway, um, but but it was like basically the the whole mm-hmm. point of us moving back to Chicago was to be closer to family, um, yeah. and and it was a big shock and surprise that I was able to procure employment so quickly. Yeah. So uh, long story short, we we go up there the first time, and we have like I don't know nearly a dozen places that we're like super psyched about, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we start you know. Um, close to the city and like all day long we, we look at all these places we look at all these places in the suburbs right. everywhere yeah so so we go through all <laughs> these places and, and we kind of like narrow it down to about like four or five good places right and places that we're really interested in and like rachel was saying we get just basically shut out of all these places for one reason or another you know the first place that we liked that wasn't even available anymore by the time we got done. Mm-hmm. Like they had already been like, yeah, somebody saw it, wants to sign, blah, blah, blah. Thank you. Have a nice day. And then eight hours later, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Eight, like eight hours later. Yeah. And then the other place that we were like really dead set on there, somebody had applied before us, their application was better or first or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we, we basically this first trip, we get nothing. Yeah. Then the next weekend we have to plan to go up again. We yeah. go up, we look at a bunch of places, uh, and they're really cool. And then the second to the last place we go to, um, you know, the pictures of the place were great. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a little weird at first because the previous trip, we had looked at a place, we, we wanted to look at a place that I guess was owned or operated by the same group. Mm-hmm. And in that first trip, when we went to this place, we couldn't go up and see the unit because the people were still living there and they were like in the process of being evicted and they wouldn't leave. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was weird. And we were like, okay, why would you put a place up for rent if there's still people living in there and you're in the process of evicting them? Yeah. I felt kind of scummy about it. I'm like, right. I don't want to like I mean, go in yeah. and yeah, like yeah. you're evicting this person who knows why you're evicting them. So, like, yeah, yeah, we didn't give it a second thought. We left fast forward again, back to our second trip. 
here we are at kind of like our second or third to last place. And we find out, oh, this is like owned by the same people that we couldn't get into last time. And the place looks really nice from the pictures and it's got a lot of cool little amenities and whatever. And so we're like, okay, cool. So we go there and then our realtor says, uh, yeah, so there's no key. We have to wait for the guy to come down, the landlord or whatever, to come down and show us the unit. And under normal circumstances, that probably wouldn't be weird. However, this is the first time that that's been the case since in the entire two trips, because Mm -hmm. as everybody knows, COVID-19, eliminate exposure. There's no reason for the landlord to be there. We have a realtor, we have a key, we look, we like, we leave. Yeah. Right. And so I think that struck both of us as pretty odd. And, uh, but we're like, whatever. So we get there, we wait and we wait and we wait and we wait. And like, I don't know, five or six minutes passes, no big deal. And then we see a couple come out with a guy behind them. And it seems pretty obvious that he was showing them the unit. And so, uh, you know, right off the bat, I was a little disheartened by the fact that he wasn't wearing a mask. Now, all of us are. Yeah. You know, Rachel and I are our realtor and believe what you want. It's kind of a very sane safety precaution. Yeah. We don't want to expose people. We don't want to get exposed. Seems common sense. We don't want to get our sick and elderly relatives sick. Right. Or I don't, like, I don't know who the fuck has time to be sick. Like, I don't have the time or the money to get sick. Like, if you do, awesome. If you don't want to wear a mask, I ain't got a problem with it. I'm not going to be a douchebag and be like, why aren't you wearing a mask? But it's like, I don't have time for that shit. So don't criticize me for wearing a mask. Yeah. If you you are um, so put off by wearing a mask, you should probably do some self-assessment because it's not that big of a deal. No, I mean, it's- Get your life in order. It's inconvenient. I don't like it. It fogs up my glasses, but in all on- all honesty, it is the 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 very least I can do to try to not get yeah, someone else it's, sick. It's not a yeah. political issue. Fucking relax. So, anyways, anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, we, we, anyways, we find it a little off putting, but whatever. Yeah. Um, Especially because in the Chicagoland area, everyone is like. I would say 90% of everybody is like on board with like, yeah, whatever, this sucks, but I'm going to wear a mask. You know, like very few people are not, are not walking around with masks. In fact, when we were driving in the city, I think the only people I saw who were out and about not wearing masks were people who were obviously just out for a walk and were, had no intention of going into a business. But I even saw like people jogging with masks handy so that they could slip them on real quick. Yeah. It's anyways, it's not that big of a deal. We go up the stairs and uh, he said something to the effect of, you're going to have to use your imagination with this one. And we're like, huh? What? Like the pictures are online. Why would we use our imagination? And he's like, well, you know, we we had some people that were living in the unit and the people just got evicted. And, uh, you know, so we're in the process of cleaning it up. And so (laughs) I'm like, okay, why would you show us a place that's not clean? And we walk in and not only is it not clean, Mm-hmm. It's like still covered in the previous tenant's shit. Yeah, it's trashed. It is. There is shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's clothes and there's like we walk in and, you know, it's a decent looking apartment. There's a kitchen to the right and, you know, there's like an open living room. And then further down to the right, there's some like bedrooms, bathrooms, whatever. But just like in the middle of the floor is like coat racks and clothing and tripods and like I'm looking because 
you know, I'm curious what, what the stuff is. There's also like a litter box and yeah, like a yeah. big wet spill in yeah, the kitchen. It smells yeah. like, like cat, cat pee. Cat pee and it smells and, like cat pee and perfume. Yeah. And, and she perfume. Yeah. And, you know, we're like, whatever. And there's a bunch of shit on the walls that hasn't been removed. And, uh, um, our realtor, you know, she's looking around and she's like, what's this on the wall? And the guy's like, ah, I have no idea. And then he proceeds to tell us this story. Yeah. I'll let you tell it. Like, I, you're on a roll. So so he proceeds to tell us this story and he's like, yeah, you know, the people that we had here before, um, you know, we were in the process of trying to evict them. And, you know, because of COVID, we, we couldn't. And, you know, so they've been here for like three months and we're paying their rent. And, uh, yeah, well, it turns out the the girls that were living here they were call girls. There was a lot of sex going on here. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. Like, like, why would you say that? Right. And I, you know, I like, I'm not a bashful person, but I'm just like, immediately I feel like, ew. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, why would you tell me that this trash department was full of people that were just having sex here? Yeah. Right. And I'm looking around and I'm noticing things that other people might not necessarily notice because I'm into podcasting. And all of that stuff. So I start noticing, like I said, tripods and lights. And I noticed that the living room, the front door that leads to the hallway has, um, you know, sound dampening foam on it Mm -hmm. and has like seals around it. And I'm like, they weren't like, maybe they were call girls. Maybe they were prostitutes. I have no idea. But that's not the only thing they were doing here. They were definitely filming something. Mm -hmm. And so we start looking around and it's all like women's clothing and like all this stuff and the apartment's trash yeah like i'm already like nope i'm like ready to right. go like, like two minutes in and i'm like yeah no nah, i'm not i'm not staying here yeah. and and i'm like in my head i'm going why one why would you take people into a unit that is utterly trashed mm-hmm. and then tell them like oh you know i i know it looks bad but i guarantee it'll look like the pictures by july 1st like you want me to sign my name to your your promise. Yeah. And then why would you tell them? Yeah. Like there's no, like if someone's murdered there, I get it. You yeah. have to go, Hey, by the way, somebody was killed here. Right. But like to be like, yeah, there were these trashy women prostitutes here that were like having lots of sex. Like, I don't even want to be in here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even want to be in a room. Yeah. It's so disgusting. Yeah. I don't like walking into the room. Like we've all had roommates. We've all been young. I don't even like walking into the room of like a friend after I know that they've had sex in that room. You know what <laughs> like I mean? The it's energy like, of, yeah. like ugh, it grows. Yeah, it's like, I don't mind sex, but I no. I don't want to like, you know, like uh, bathe in the leftover yeah, residue right. of your sex smells. Yeah, anyway. And then I'm going, okay, so what is it with these property owners yeah. where they constantly have to be evicting people? Yeah, don't, yeah, 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 yeah. So like that was the big thing, but then don't forget the bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we were. I don't know what was going yeah. on in your head, but and in my is, mind, this is after he promises right. it'll be great yeah, yeah, by it'll July. Be great, 1st. you know, like there's no problem. We're just going to clean it up, you know, throw uh, some paint on it, and it'll be great. And I, at this point, I've already made my decision. Oh, for sure, I'm done. Yeah. However, I'm just going to go and look at every room just to like, okay, see, we're we're still pretending that maybe this could be a possibility. And the uh, our, our realtor, she looks in the bathroom and she's like, well, what about the damage to the ceiling in the bathroom? And in the bathroom, there's like this big giant water 
stain where like probably a pipe broke and he's like oh my god i didn't even see that <laughs> and she's like that's yeah, pretty sizable damage like uh yeah. he's like ah oh, i better take some pictures of it and i'm like this these people yeah like oh you know it's complete regut da, 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 da. you know it's like you know just boosting you know their their accolades of the building and, yeah and i'm like dude no. Yeah. Uh, and then he said something like, we basically were like, okay, we've seen enough. And I think you even said something. You were like, no, I'm good. We're, we're good yeah. here. And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, da, 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 it is what it is. And in my, like, I don't know what the reference was, but basically it was just like, hey, you know, shit happens and mm-hmm. here's what it is. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. Like, why would you show people this place yeah. when it is so incredibly trashed and be like, use your imagination? Like, who do you think you're going to be selling it yeah. to? Yeah. And then why would you tell people that it was basically like yeah. like a porn den? Right. <laughs> there's, there's literally no reason you had to tell anybody that. You didn't have to be like, by the way, this is like a fuck dungeon. Like, yeah. you know, people just been banging it out here all day long every night. Like, and I don't think most people wouldn't have made the connection. They probably would just no. thought, they probably just would have thought like, oh, some like kind of gross, yeah. messy girls live yeah. here. Most people who that had get a evicted are probably gross and messy. And, yeah. Uh, and if I get, evi- and I, you right. know, someone who gets evicted is probably not going to do a super great job cleaning up after no. it. You no. don't have to volunteer that extra no. bit of information. No. Not at all. And, and then our realtor, when we left, she was really cool, but she was like, she's like, that was so unprofessional. She's like, oh man, someone really needs to have a talk with that guy. Because he's a terrible salesman. (laughs) And she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna, it's gonna be hard for me to ever show properties of these people. I mean, like, I don't know what the legal ramifications are around that. Like, realtors, I I don't know if, like, if they have to show things if the clients are interested or maybe if they can't, like, persuade people not to look in areas. I don't know. But she basically, anything we wanted to look at, she was game for. But she seemed like really, like, just flabbergasted at how unprofessional this guy yeah, was. She was as dumbstruck as we were. Yeah, and, and like she, it's not like she was some kind of prude either. Like she was just like a cool, you know, like woman. Like she was she was she was right, great. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she was awesome, but yeah, that was that was like the funniest thing that happened on our search. So. Yeah. It was it was quite the experience. If I get COVID-19, it's probably from that apartment. Um, <laughs> Definitely. So also, like, also if you get lice, yeah, it's probably from hep- that apartment. hepatitis anything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that was kind of like the one kind of funny, weird thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, But I don't got anything else. No, I mean, I mean, that's kind of like the, yeah, we we ended up finding a place is nice. Yeah. We, we found a place where we're going to be very soon transitioning to Chicago. And so that's where our new base of operations will be. So, um, you know, if you're listening and you are interested Hey, if you have an idea and you want to be on the podcast, I'm totally open to it. You know, just reach out, let me know. Um, I'd be happy to talk to you about your game, your your whatever, you know. Um, but otherwise, I mean, um, we haven't decided, I haven't decided like what the consistency of this podcast will be. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided how often I will publish them. I just felt like, you know. It'd be great to get back and talk to folks, even if I can't see them. And I don't know how many people will ever listen to it. You know, one thing you might think about, if you could get people who have people that you know, who have like pretty dynamic personalities that Mm -hmm. would be good at 
streaming a game, you, you mm-hmm. should think about maybe doing like another actual play because I think people really enjoyed the game, listening to the game you ran for us and yeah. our friends. And I don't know when we'll be able to get enough people at a table again. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that that might be something you think about yeah. doing. I, I, it's something I'm very interested in doing, um, yeah. you know, setting up with some people. Um, I, we don't know, uh, Rachel and I don't know at this point, like what our new like environment is going to look like as far as like recording space and da, 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 da. However, you know, I think we'll have plenty of space to accommodate any kind of like, you know, fun gaming environment. Um, you know, or even, you know, uh, if there's someone who is interested in doing like, you know, a stream on discord or on any of the other things. And, you know, they want to be active and participate with this podcast. Like we're, I, you know, I am open to anything. Um, you know, if we can convince Rachel to play with us, she'll play, you know, anything. So basically at this point, this is kind of like ground zero. I don't know when the next podcast will be. Yeah. I don't know what the next podcast will look like. I don't know when it will come out. But, you know, once we're sort of settled and anchored into our new location, I'll jump back on and we'll talk some more. And until then, I'd be happy to hear your input, happy to hear your conversations or just, hey, if you want to chat, let me know and we'll jump on as soon as we're able to record again. Can I bring up one more nerdy thing? Yeah. How many books have you read this month? This month? And and well, what book? Okay. Okay. I want you to, I want to hear the books you've read this month. So since Nate has decided not to do vampire anymore, um, he's in like, so for people who listen to that podcast, who are fans of it, I promise you, he sits down and he reads every single word of every single one of those books. And he takes notes often. And he, I mean, it was like he treated it like it was a real job. Like, he, <laughs> I mean, it was a real job because, you know, it was his job and he was making some, some, some dough from it. But, um, like... He read so much of all of every splat book, every core book. He read every single word. And I was always impressed by like he actually he didn't half ass it, you guys. He didn't just skim it. So here here's what I've learned. But now that he's not doing that anymore. <laughs> here here's what I've learned about reading game books. Um I I enjoy reading game books. I do. However, I don't enjoy reading them in the same way that I enjoy reading like fiction and nonfiction books. Mm-hmm. Um, reading game books I, is a lot of effort for me, and it always has been. So when when I was doing the podcast, I was reading a book a week, mm-hmm. um, and I was reading a book a week because I could really only dive into those books and read you know twenty maybe thirty pages of them a day. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, uh, you, you're probably like, oh, that's a lot. Or, you know, for some other people, you're like, oh, that's not very much. But for me, um, that meant I was reading basically four to five books a month, mm-hmm. game books exclusively. And I had been doing that since like 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, so this month, though, uh, I have only read one gaming book. However, I did read so far eight other books. Okay. Um, I read A Game of Thrones, I read Mindhunter. I read My Friend Dahmer, which may or may not count because it's a graphic novel. It's uh, still in a bound form. <laughs> I read I read Homicide, A Year on the Killing Streets, uh, Al Capone's Beer Wars, Of Mice and Men, Slaughterhouse-Five, 
and On Writing by Stephen King. I'm in the process of reading Sphere, which I will probably finish today or tomorrow maybe. And so that will be 10 books and then whatever, I'll start another one. So so you're like a huge nerd. You just love reading. I'm so impressed and in awe. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just like, you're like, oh, you're, you're just, you're just chewing up fiction and nonfiction and just reading all the things. Well, so here's, here's the secret. Here's what I do um, for people that are like, man, where do you find the time to read all those books? Well, I wake up very early in the morning. Um, I get up at 630 AM and I read until 830 or nine o'clock in the morning. And I do that every day. And then at nine o'clock in the morning, I start whatever work I have to do for the day. And, uh, that's it. Um, and it's not, it wasn't a conscientious choice. Um, for people that listen to some of our other podcasts, I have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and I've never had it treated. And in the last couple of months, I've started to get medication for it. And, um, it's, it's not making things perfect, right? but, but it's definitely making things easier for me. And when I was a kid, I was an avid reader mm-hmm. and like, you know, my love of gaming is linked to my interest in reading and mm-hmm. my desire to consume. However, you know, I, I kind of lost track of the reading as my attention span began to like fail more and more. Mm-hmm. And so it was really difficult for a long time for me to do the vampire podcast because I just couldn't keep my focus. Like mm-hmm. I would fall asleep while reading books. And uh, once once I got some medication, it's been a couple of months now that I've been medicated. Yeah. But you were diagnosed as a kid. Yeah. And yeah. then it wasn't treated. Yeah. And then you it had to get re-diagnosed. Treated, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I won't go into like too great a detail. But yeah, basically um, I was diagnosed as a child, never had any treatment for it, and then re-diagnosed as an adult. And so now that I'm getting treatment for it, I find reading to be like super – uh, like effective, I mm-hmm. guess. Fun. I, I, super yeah. fun. Um, but like, I don't want to stop reading <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, um, so now I've dedicated myself that every day mm-hmm. period without, without fail, you know, I get up and read mm-hmm. period. I don't care what it is. And I read at least 20 pages of whatever it is that I'm reading. So that's, basically what it has been. I have yet to only read 20 pages in a day because it, like I said, sleep is less important. I want to get up and read. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's the story. So yeah. I'm, I'm averaging about eight to nine books a day, uh, a, a week, a, a month, <laughs> a, a month, month, a month, a day. <laughs> a day yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a speed reader. Um, I'm not a particularly fast reader either, um, but I just am dedicated to doing it. Yeah. So. You enjoy it. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's not a humble brag. It's just that's I've always liked to read and now I'm medicated and can do it better. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. I'm really proud of you. That's really cool. I'm really happy to see that, uh, like, just the things that you enjoy, you're able to enjoy them fully because you're because your brain's not being such a jerk. Yeah. Not yeah. not such a jerk. It still can be a jerk sometimes. Yeah. But it's not the worst. Right. If you have any ideas, if you have things that you would like me to do, if you have things you'd like to do with me, cool. Let us know. <laughs> Let me know. Um, you know, it's uh, – I don't know that Rachel's going to be on every podcast. I, I, I don't think she's going to have time for that level of commitment. But, you know, this one was fun because – Yeah, I'm a warm body Yeah, to talk to. Yeah. 
Cool. So anyways, thank you for listening. I hope it wasn't too rambly and boring. And uh, we, we will talk to you or I will talk to you again very soon. Thank you.